0: 啊。Uh. <laughs> listening to ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. Welcome, everybody, to our wonderful, wonderful radio show. We appreciate you all for being here. I am Irish Tightness at Irish Tightness on Twitter. My brother to my left, ND McFly. I'm here.
1: We're 4-0. At At, at ND McFly. That's all that matters. They're 4-0. That's a wrap.
0: Indie Indie mm-hmm. Fan Radio's got ten thousand downloads this year. Did you See, know that?
1: That's all that you matters. You guys can go right check there. us out on
0: SoundCloud. Find us at the blog. Downloads know. are all that matters, not uh, quality. Probably on, probably on Apple. On uh, what, what does Apple do? I don't know. iTunes. It pops iTunes, up yeah. on iTunes. There you go. I that's think it's called
1: iTunes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hey man, ten thousand downloads. That's all that matters. Your show sucks. Ten thousand yeah. downloads. All that
1: matters. It's all that matters, man. Yeah.
0: No, this actually, uh, this week was not a suck game at all, though. No. Um, Fighting Irish, 59 million. Uh, Wake Forest, two. Is that mm-hmm. what it was? 56 to 27. I mean, an absolute drubbing. Look at the uh, the bell curve of scoring here. Seven in the first, 21 in the second, 21 in the third, back to seven. That's a nice even, even distribution there through halftime. No
1: doubt. We had talked about Notre Dame being a first-quarter team. They weren't, but they certainly got it turned on in the in – the, Middle meat, if you will, of the game, and then you know we we talked about them scoring in the fourth. Well, the reality here was they didn't have to, so that wasn't an issue. Um, but yeah, big points in second and third. Um, yeah, I mean they got clicking, they got rolling, and this is this is what you wanted, right? What or are you not? Everybody, I'm, ever, no, oh, I every, thought the masses. you were talking
0: specifically. me. Well, no, I mean, people no. definitely wanted more. I mean, you wanted more offense. Yeah, everybody wants more offense. Come on. And especially watching Notre Dame the first three games, you're like, hey, defense looks pretty good. You need more offense. Sure. I think you got a better running effort against Vanderbilt. Um, You know, I don't know if it's 241 rushing yards in this game. Yeah. That doesn't suck. That doesn't suck at all. rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Six rushing touchdowns. Three of them for Ian Book. Three hundred twenty-five passing yards for Ian Book, as well as two TDs. It's a gaudy. I mean, it's yeah. gaudy. This is like Maralaga with gold and shit dripping off yep. of. You know, I mean, this is this is gaudy, baby. Yeah,
1: he was uh, he was blowing it up. Yacht and... rock. I mean, yacht rock playing in the background, and, and... yeah, you know, and it's funny because there, which we'll talk about a little bit more, I think, later in that there there. I don't think that there was a there was a mutiny on on hand, and I don't think it was necessarily the the torch and Pitchfork crowd, but there was certainly a contingent. of... Of Irish faithful that were saying it's time for book after those first three. Cousin
0: JJ was one of them. Cousin JJ, one of the most ardent critics that we know of Brian Kelly. Yeah. Do you see his uh, the text that he sent the the last time after the game? And of course, he wants to pat himself on the back because he's been saying Ian Book should be the starter for a while. And hey, me sure hard to argue with him after this game, right? I guess. But but uh, he said this is the best that Notre Dame has looked since Lou Holtz. Wow. That's a bold statement from a guy that actually has probably watched every game since Lou Holtz.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a historian. That is bold. There's no way. He, he, There's no way they haven't looked at least is, decent. He
0: is uniform. He is unicorns and rainbows right yeah. now.
1: The best since Lou Holtz. Well, I, he's also
0: prone to hyperbole, but. I don't know, man. I think the Hawaii Bowl was pretty. Jimmy Dude, there's Jimmy, a couple. Well, Jimmy, I Jimmy mean, making it rain in the Hawaii Bowl. Was, I don't know. That was we, pretty we don't good. Need, we don't need to get into the minutia of what actually is the best that uh, Notre Dame has looked since Lou Holtz, because quite frankly, there's not a whole lot of things to pick from. No, <laughs> well, this they're, needs to be. Really, gonna, yeah, really I are. Think Maybe no, this is just recency bias. But yeah, Cousin JJ's feeling good.
1: I think we beat uh, Air Force at some point, 55 to 10 back there. You know, yeah, they look good against inferior opponents before. I mean, but again, I, I I, think in the sense of how long people have been waiting for this type of game as of late, right? Well, this wasn't what was happening. And finally, it's like, okay, we're ranked number eight. You're seeing the spread dwindle down to the point where it's like t- getting closer to a pick. I you're mean, like, what is going on here? And this is exactly what everybody was waiting for well listen for... this is
0: what everybody was expecting against ball state Ex- well there's
1: no doubt about that at home against an, an inferior opponent like ball state there's no he, doubt
0: look, people are riding high right now people are i mean certainly anybody that's has been calling for book is is you know patting themselves on the back and doing the like double arm champion you know like, yeah like, right like the two-handed here, here the two-handed here. fist wave over your head yeah. Uh, while you're hanging on to a trophy, but speaking of which, I got a three foot trophy upstairs for winning the barbecue contest last mm-hmm.
1: night. Mm hmm. This is the portion of the show where you bring some other aspect of your personal life and brag about it. I'm Typically saying, it's football I know coaching. It is, I
0: know what it's like to be a champion. Okay. I, I will put that
1: That's great. I will
0: put that Grill Master, number one Grill Master trophy right next to my number one football trophy for season.
1: Yeah, right next to your certified podcast what, what did, did we go <laughs> 10 or <laughs> no, what no, what is no, that? No, is no, that po- anything? no,
0: podcasting you don't have to actually win shit. You don't new, major podcasting events, you know, the new, new Year's New Year Six podcast shows. You don't no, have to win. No, no, no. It just listens it's equal. Just, yeah, ego. Ten thousand 10, straight 10, downloads, That's all that matters. Yeah, ten k. Right. And we well, that's just this year on this show. We've got vacated episodes from any uh, Fan Radio. Right. You know, if you count right. that, I mean, we're uh, we're in the yeah. we're in the hundreds of thousands. Definitely. All right, now Definitely. listen. Here's the thing: people are riding high with book. They're feeling good about beating Wake Forest. I don't even know how good this team is right now. I don't even know how good Notre Dame is, and or what they can actually accomplish this season. Uh huh. And I don't even know if this is indicative of, of what's possible this particular game. I, it's just it blows my mind. I mean, if I if I may start macro just for a second, I know yeah. everybody wants to talk about this particular game, but if I could just start macro, like I don't trust Bar- Brian Kelly really that right. much. Right. Okay. I don't really like him either, but that, you know whether I like him or not doesn't matter. Like if the guy can win games, he can win games. If he can win a championship, then I will like him quite, mm-hmm. quite well. And if that's being two faced, then so be it. But um, you know, I think of the national championship game. I think of the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State. I mean, like just a big, the biggest of games, the end of the season games. Like I don't, I don't have a lot of great memories, right? Yeah. Um, You know, I give them some credit for the LSU and the Citrus and the Music City, but, you know, let's be honest, those aren't BCS playoff-level games. So even should this team get to that point, and I know it's a third of the way through the season right now, and the development that you've seen from Week 2 to Week 4 appears at face value to be significant at the same time. I'm not sure I trust Brian Kelly's (laughs) track record should they get to the playoffs, right? Yeah. However, I you know I gotta give the guy some credit since the four and eight season. I mean, since since the beginning of last year, twenty seventeen. Brian Kelly two is fourteen and three. Fourteen and three. <laughs> fourteen and three. Their win percentage is point eight two three since the start of last season. Now I believe the guy should have got fired after going. I mean, I think anybody should get fired after going four and eight uh, at at a major program if you've been there for a while. But. Yeah. But dude, point two eight, point eight two three is fantastic. Yeah, and that, that that's what he is. Mm-hmm. And if I like him or not, like you got to give him some props for that. Uh, and if it was, and and quite frankly, if that was a new hire, I mean, if they hired Less Miles, if they hired Bob Stoops, if they hired Kenny Matulola, whoever, if somebody had been hired where twenty seventeen was their first year and they were going fourteen and three oh yeah P, I mean they, they would already be working on the statue for riding the
1: guy, into right. South Bend on an ass and yeah. fanning him with palm leaves right <laughs> that's I right mean, I mean the
0: reality is we've got baggage with
1: Kelly I mean I do I BVG
0: and everybody's like well we beat USC 49 to 14 it's like hey brother I don't know if you remember that USC beat Notre Dame the year before that 49 to 14 sure so I'm in the process of still reconciling a lot of ills. Tulsa never forget yeah, BVG four and eight all the quarterback mismanagement passing in hurricanes going for two it's stupid times, vacating wins. I mean, just so there's a lot of issues I have. But again, I mean, I do like the fact that this guy, whether he hit rock bottom or Swarbrick gave him a come to Jesus moment, you know, or whatever it is. The point eight two three and and the start the thirty three trucking and a four zero start this year those things are all cool mm-hmm. okay I so, saw so but I, but now moving from that macro level down to just the season level itself and what we talked about last week is three and zero all that matters now as it relates right now is four and zero is that all that matters it's obviously perfect yeah I mean, it's a perfect record it's the best you can do up until this point. That being said, I mean, like the Miami collapse is still fresh in my mind from last year. And it's like, I, I, I can't, it's so hard for me to just be over the, you know, somebody's like tightness. Are you going to say that Notre Dame's a playoff team in your podcast this week? And I'm like, well, it's weak, man. I mean, I can't be, right. Ian, look, Ian book looks, look great. And he looked great. It looks like Notre Dame turned a corner offensively. They scored the most, what they say, the most points in Brian Kelly's tenure ever? I mean, this I think this is the most points Notre Dame's ever scored. I think he's
1: cracked 50 twice. And, uh, I think the Navy right. game and then one other it's, Service Academy game. And this the, he's only been over 50 a couple times, for what I remember. It
0: appears that the switch to Ian Book is, at first glance, like a, a genius maneuver. And it might be. I mean, Ian Book might be the next... Our incarnation of Montana, Tom Brady—I mean, whoever—I don't know—but at this, but I think Wake is also absolute trash, and this might not mean anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you? Where do you go with that? I mean, do you want to take the super uber positive side? I mean, if you if you want me to just, can I drop a few stats on you, and then we'll yes. go? Maybe we'll talk Wimbush and book I know I'm talking a lot here. Do Wake is garbage. I, I mean I, I don't want to diminish what Ian Book did here. 25 of 34, 325 yards, 2 TDs, another 3 TDs running. They're like this is Ian Book's coming out party and that that's those are all great things. What I just don't know is is this because Ian Book is awesome or that they're calling a different better game plan for Ian Book or the offense is running that that much more eff- effectively and efficiently? Or is Wake just fucking suck? Which I I think they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just and and again, I don't know the answers to this, but I'll, I'll just throw these questions out to people and let them digest them, because this this may this may play out a, a differently at late at a later point in the season where I think people's heads are currently. I hope it doesn't. I hope Notre Dame goes undefeated, continues to improve offensively, and, win, and wins a national championship. I mean, that's my that that would be the dream. Yeah, that would be my high hopes. Yeah. But Boston College threw uh, for 304 yards against Wake Forest. Anthony Brown, their quarterback, was 16-25 for 304 yards, 12.2 yards per pass, five touchdowns. Wow. Ian Book, 25 for 34, 325 yards, nine yards a pass, two TDs against Wake. Both had exceptional games, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anthony Brown, Boston College quarterback, this week they played Purdue. Completed under 50%, had under 100 yards, had under 4.0 yards per pass, had one TD and four interceptions. Right. Against Purdue. Yeah. Who... I don't think is a a defensive backfield juggernaut and the reason I do that with just a cursory look at who Purdue has played this year, Missouri threw for 375 yards on Purdue with 3 TDs, Eastern Michigan threw for 347 yards and a 10.2 per average on Purdue, Northwestern threw for 235 yards and just as a frame of reference, Missouri played Georgia this week and threw for 220 yards against Georgia Mm -hmm. 0 TDs and Mm 1 picks, 220 yards against Georgia threw for 375 against Purdue yeah. but I don't know if Purdue's great or not but the fact that BC and and I know that, you don't
1: know if they're great or not Purdue yeah, they're well, one in three well, no I know they but, lost eastern Michigan but
0: again that's my point BC threw for 300 yards against Wake and threw for under 100 well their starting quarterback who I think I benched threw for under 100 yards against Purdue mm-hmm. and maybe it was just a great week by Purdue but my point is like can we just pump the brakes for a second before we annoy Ian Book and say this is a playoff team? Because I don't even know if—I mean, it, this is exciting win. I don't know if it even means anything right, right now. Right, right. Am I off base?
1: No, I don't think you're off base at all. And I think when you want to look at com- comparison, a lot of people are floating around what the logical comparison seems to be when you see a team with a good defense and then an offense that needs a little bit of a jump start, which is 2012. And this reminds me, although it wasn't the season opener, look, Notre Dame started 2012 with one of the best games that they had ever played, right, against Navy in Ireland. And this is Notre Dame going overseas, starting in a really interesting type of environment. They won that game 52, as as aforementioned. That was one of the only other games they scored 52. It was one of the best games that Notre Dame ever looked. Scoop and score, all this other stuff. But then you look at all the other games in 2012. You're beating Pitt by three. You had a coin flip overtime with Purdue or whatever the games were. I, I most of them I just blocked out of my mind. But well,
0: that's fine. They were all vacated anyway.
1: Exactly. But to your point, if you want to go back to 2012 and be like, the defensive stats were insane. Notre Dame smoked Navy, and we were riding high from the get go. And it's like, eh, you were you were pulling people out of the crowd to to fill fill spots against Purdue to win a game like that, you know. But then later in the year, they they beat. Gosh, who was it? It might have been Wake Forest later in that season. That oh, they, they dropped him. Thirty eight nothing, I right, think it was. But then they're also beating, like, you know, Stanford and all these other games are super close and all that kind of thing. So yes, it's a tale of two cities. And I mean, welcome to Notre Dame football. Who are you today? And and that's why four and all that matters. All these people want to just say that. And I'm like, Yeah, you can win different ways, but this th- th- this, this is what this happens. This team
0: could could beat Stanford by four touchdowns, yeah, or a lose by 30, and I wouldn't be surprised
1: either no, way. No, exactly. And that's the thing like, let's say you have a hundred dollars to bet on Notre Dame against Stanford next week, we'll get there in a minute. I, but I'm, what are you gonna do? I'm buying a bottle of bourbon, brother. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, right. <laughs> I'm buying a heart monitor, so <laughs> but I'm gonna touch on the bush book and Wimbush thing. And and <laughs> don't touch the bush, am I I'm, I'm right? I'm gonna touch <laughs> exactly or the book. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing: Am I ready to anoint Notre Dame as a playoff team? Absolutely not. I, I've Look, seen some
0: pretty, pretty high hopes at this point.
1: There are eight. There are eight games remaining, and some of those just so happen to be some of the best teams we've played. Now Virginia Tech, they went down. That was yeah, that was an the interesting. The schedule looks
0: trash. And at the I moment. thought
1: Stanford was really not that great. And then I stayed up all night watching that game. And now these two teams are going to go head to head undefeated. But to wit, let's let's talk about this a little bit because I think that it's not just in my mind. It's not just taking this one game against wake forest and running with it and saying books the guy snap judgment let's go there, there's a little bit more meat here to in my mind to digest meat on the bone if you will right trophy winning meat so book is 74 percent completion percentage in this game i understand that wake is terrible but let's be honest this is a road game it was his first outing this year and the very first pass play, if you notice, what did he do? He pointed where he wanted the receiver to go. And right off the bat, I'm like, this is somebody who's communicating actively with his teammates and directing traffic. Yeah, exactly. And he did it a couple times and he put the guy where I thought he needed to be. So I found that interesting. So I'm going to lay out my argument here. I'm going to give you some stats. I'm going to give you just the regular, like, just kind of the smell test, the litmus test on these two guys talk a little bit about decision-making, efficiency, leadership. I mean, yeah, I got a lot of stuff laid out here, but again... Through 10 games that Ian Book has played, and he's certainly not been the starter for all those games. He only has 112 career attempts, and in this last game in particular, 74% completion percentage. You heard the the yardage numbers before, very, very big. And then you also, he gets to kind of juice it by throwing in rushing touchdowns. Now, let's not say that he's the same rushing person that Brandon Wimbush is just yet, even though he's accumulated some rushing touchdowns in that game. He's not. He's not the same as Wimbush. And that's the one but, but, and they can't take that away. You know, that's the yeah. one thing you can't take from Wimbush right now is he is a more electric runner.
0: He is. However, Notre Dame was in the in the red zone seven times, I think, in this game and scored touchdowns on yeah. all of them. And on the season, I'm pretty sure their red zone conversion rate's like ninety percent. So I mean it's yeah. not with Book, they've been with Wimbush, they've been okay. With Book, they weren't it's not like they
1: all of a sudden couldn't convert in the red. Sure, zone. Sure, sure. But again, when we One of the things I mentioned earlier this year was Ian Book seems to see the light earlier and he runs more directly toward it if he needs to scramble. Wimbush has this tendency to go back and get very cute in the backfield. He uses a lot of his electric moves to dodge people moving backward, which to me is a huge problem. Ian Book he just he's just more logical. He's doing the things that you want a quarterback to do. And we look you can blanket this whole thing by saying that Wake Forest is not a great team. However, let's we look at the stats Book's completion percentage is blowing Wimbush out of the water and Wimbush had every single game in the friendly confines of Notre Dame Stadium. I know Michigan was hype, you know, that's a hype train. But for him not to be able to have a high completion percentage against Ball State, right? ball State's trash too okay so you can't just say oh Wimbush's playing garbage competition against wake or I'm sorry book is Wimbush had to play the juggernaut that is the ball State you know Cardinals like give me a break he's Vandy is not a great team so his sample size should be able to produce a game like this thus far in the first three games and thus you know let's be honest it just hasn't happened again I know book had the blowout and but Wimbush was only able to produce 24 24 and 22 points When you look at a decision-making thing, Wimbush has thrown four picks. He's averaging over one pick per game. I know the sample size is small, but Book has zero, right? He's taking care of the football. Let's talk about efficiency. In this game, in this game that Book scored 57 points or whatever, he he has a seven-minute time of possession deficit in that game. They're playing a high-up-tempo team. When Wimbush had the same situation against Ball State, a team that wants to run plays left and right And that was the other game where Notre Dame had a time of possession deficit looking like that, putting the squeeze on them. You got to do more in less time. It was some of the worst that he had looked, right? And I just take the overall thing from from the leadership perspective, right? book steps in, he just sits there and bides his time on the bench, he's he's grabbed and they say, hey, hey kid, it's your time, let's throw you in there. He steps in, he directs traffic, he's a complete smooth operator, he doesn't make any mistakes, he gets his rushing touchdowns, by all accounts he's a leader on the field, he's hype, you know what I mean? And then let's go back to what we heard about before the season started. The word got out that Wimbush didn't look good in practice. So, again, it's not to run the guy's name through the mud here, but The guy can't look good in practice. Practice? He can't look good at Notre Dame Stadium against Ball State, against Vandy. At some point... You're you're a one trick pony. You're only leaning on the fact that you can run as a QB, and I'm not entirely sure we don't need some other guys that can run or catch the ball on the football team. And it, maybe it's not too late to to do some sort of a slash type of thing where we where we put him in a, in a slot position or something. You know, bring. Well, they
0: got a- Avery Davis is already getting getting reps at. Uh, well, exactly. And Notre Dame and has a slot. history
1: of taking QBs and doing some other.
0: Notre Dame has a history of taking quarterbacks and turning them into tra- transfer applications, is what they've got well, to history. No doubt about
1: that. I was I thinking mean, more like Carla Holiday. Here, no, here's I, the... I can't wait to see Wimbush start for LSU next year. I yeah, mean... <laughs> right, exactly. Demetrius Jones, he's playing linebacker for somebody or something. Here's the final point about this, and this doesn't really matter as a fan to me, whether or not which quarterback is playing, because as a fan, you, you flat out, you just want the best chance to win. I think if you're being honest, even with the smaller sample size, if I just say going into Stanford, ball control, making throws, being able to be versatile in the backfield, and playing a good, smart game against a good, smart opponent, who do I trust more at this point? Today, the answer is Ian Book, case closed. You keep him in there until he screws up. You don't need to go back to Wimbush. You don't need a look with Wimbush. There's nothing that he needs to provide that, that you can't do. Here, here's the final point. If you're Brian Kelly... How do you not stay with Ian Book at this point? Okay, you made your gutsy move. You put in the other guy before they had lost a game, which which got a lot of media attention as a decision. And I think it was an amazing one, frankly, from Brian Kelly to say, we're switching this before we lose a game. Very astute. How do you not stay with him? Here are the options. The knock on you is that you can't develop quarterbacks. There's a long history of quarterbacks that have been screwed up mentally underneath your tutelage, and now all of a sudden it's like you either make a risky change and everybody goes, man, this guy's really willing to get to another level and make a gutsy call and and swap quarterbacks, or what, you just go back to Wimbush and be like, why are we not seeing Book? He blew the he blew the doors off in a way that we haven't seen yet. You put Wimbush back in? I mean, first of all, you know you can't put him in as a starter, but it's like, what are you going back to him for? Loyalty? Well, that's gotten Kelly in trouble. How, yeah, That's I, the way I think I, about this. Not only is it logical to play Book, I don't even see the, the pathway of how you would go back to Brandon Wimbush at this point unless Book screws up. Yeah. I. I There's may- no way to go back to him.
0: I might suffer from from a loyalty thing as a fan. I know I really well. You
1: should. That's fandom. No, I, I got know, no problem. I with know,
0: it. but I you you know how I was about Zaire. I really wanted Zaire to be successful. I mean, I just like I want these guys to, to succeed. Sure. Usually, in spite of the fact that Brian Kelly's their coach, right? Yeah. I I just, I, for whatever reason, I think like Wimbush is just so, but you know, and we said last week, is it possible that he's the most dynamic guy on the field and deserves to have the ball in his hands? You know, at the same time, like if you can pass the ball, apparently it frees up a little bit of the running game as well. I mean, Jafar Armstrong looked pretty damn dynamic with the ball in his hand this Mm -hmm. week as well. Do you think that there's any possibility, and I caught a little bit of Twitter jabber here earlier. I don't. There must have been a press conference, and I, I was just just scrolling through. Had seen something to the effect of Brian Kelly saying that Book playing in this game wasn't planned or something like that. I don't know exactly what the question is. Well, it was
1: certainly planned. I mean, the announcers no, 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 no. in the No, no, I mean, like, says, like,
0: like premeditated, like I guess at the beginning of the year. But as soon as I saw that, I just started thinking. I was like... You know, if you knew that Dexter Williams was out for the first four games and you knew that your line was a little bit suspect, especially compared to last year, and you were like, well, eh, Tony Jones might be good and Jafar Armstrong might be good. but We don't really know that for sure. You know, I guess we could just get run Wimbush for the first couple games and just let him scramble his way, scramble our way to victory with a good defensive effort and and now that this shit's getting real with the you know part of the schedule, I mean, I guess it. I I, I don't know exactly what the question was, but I think Brian Kelly basically denied something similar. Yeah, to Yeah, right, right. But that seems conceivable.
1: No, I think not? I think that's entirely possible. However, I don't really buy into that as far as a conspiracy. I think what really happened is Wimbush played so much more, and this is to me this is the psyche of Brian Kelly. Wimbush was the known quantity. Look, Wimbush's completion percentage in 2017 was 49%. That's not great. But he did have 14 rushing touchdowns. That is great, okay? And Kelly said, if we can just make the simple throws, the 150 yards a game type throws that you have to make, if he can just do that, which honestly, last year, the jury's out on whether or not he was really even doing it last year. But Kelly said, all I got to do is make this guy throw the easy, no-brainer throws, and his legs give me something that no Nobody yeah, else on the roster can. He's
0: averaging almost two hundred yards a game through three games.
1: I know, but I once looked, I didn't even watch the ball state game, but I looked at the stats, he had two hundred ninety seven yards. Yeah. He, he threw for three hundred yards on ball state. Well, they also had a lot of possessions though, but once they once the output, right? The output turned into twenty four points, twenty four points, twenty two points, at that point there's something missing. It was all about third down. You know, our buddy Rue tweeted, that the Charlie Weiss principle, 566 yards. Yeah, it should be 56 points. And that's exactly what Notre Dame got. Yeah. So when you look in efficiency, again, it's only one game, but Ian Book gets 500 yards, that should look like fifty points. That's college football, and it did. Well, mistake special teams free football. and I mean, there's some in sure, defense and sure. there, I mean,
0: there's some other things that. Definitely but there was, a, but there was some along.
1: stuff that really helped Brandon Wimbush win his first three games too, namely defense and some special teams, you know, plays that were extremely important. So all I'm saying is, you you've got to go. Brandon Wimbush was the known quantity going into this season. All Kelly had to do was make him a better thrower, and he believed eternally that he why could do that. Why the fuck can't they turn a, a? I don't know. Why? Why is? This I don't know happening i don't know this is i mean this... and now all of a sudden he just says is it easier to make ian ian book a, a pretty versatile runner than it is to make brandon Wimbush a better thrower and to me the answer to that right now is yes the answer to that is yes because ian book has scrambled intuitively thus far in his game he has three rushing touchdowns book has the throwing he has it down he, he's a great great thrower but could he take a hit Could he scramble? Could he be, you know, a valuable runner? And I think that this first look at him as a runner was like, okay, I think it's easier to play that game.
0: All right, let's play this game. Would Notre Dame have beat Michigan if Ian Book started?
1: If he looked like that, I absolutely think so. I just don't think that the story in that game was that Brandon Wimbush carried the team. They looked good top to bottom. You're right. That was one of the. I almost. You could make the argument they looked about as good against Michigan as they did against Wake because this of the quality is the only of the competition. Two games they've
0: looked. At. Vandy was like right. a
1: step in the right direction, right. I think. Let me say it this way. This might be not be a fair knock, and somebody might really want to debate me on this. I don't think Brandon Wimbush has done anything this year that Ian Book can't do. Now, maybe in the specific instances, maybe a couple of the scrambles, but again, that's not gaining any yardage. He's just able to evade capture. But then he goes out and still makes a, 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 you know, half-ass throw. So to me, it's like, show me what Wimbush can do this year. Like, what has he well, done this year that Book can't do? I, I guess, yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, I think his one run to his one like 14 yard touchdown where he kind of dove in I and think the I think the I think the it.
0: line is is a, is still a little sketchy. I think the offensive line is still a little sketchy I agree. and you're going to find out how sketchy against Stanford probably cuz mm-hmm. I don't think it's just you can what what can you draw against Wake? I mean they're 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 Ball State level as from what yeah. I've seen. Um if the You would like to think that even with a quarterback who can't pass, especially after what you saw at the beginning of 27, you shouldn't necessarily have to pass. I mean, it's a nice compliment to a running game but if your offensive line is dominant certainly against somebody like Ball State or Wake Forest you should just be able to run at will which Mm -hmm. is what Notre Dame did last year which was why it was so great
1: it's why they won 10 games and it's why everybody thought Brandon Wimbush was such an amazing player now he was part of that running attack He absolutely was now
0: in lieu of having an offensive line that's capable of just opening massive lanes on their own what else can you do do some RPO stuff, start doing the intermediate passing, basically force the defense to back off to the point where some of that stuff opened up for the run game, Totally, which is what happened in this game. Yeah. So, I am I mean, I'm happy that it occurred. I, I like scoring 56 points on shitty teams, and that's all fine and dandy. I don't know if it's a function of – that's why I'm still trying to figure out, like – jude jude the one of the editors for one foot down our uh, esteemed colleague at andrew Winn, a-n-d-r-e-w-w-i-n-n mm-hmm. andrew Winn, pointed out in game i just happened to catch this and i thought this was a good point he's like i this is i think with halftime he's like i would love to see Wimbush in the second half to just know if this is really book being that good Or if it's just a, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't think he cusses, but I do. Is this just a shit defense? Or is this really all book? And I think that's a fair point. I mean, you're up by a billion. There was a point where Notre Dame was up by 30 points and book was still in does it make I, I don't know would, would you have put Wimbush back in for the second half to see if he could do the exact same thing against no. this trash now Steve Herring our our buddy from uh, TNNDN when we were doing the TNNDN show he's like look man you gotta get Book as many reps as you can possibly get I'd keep him in even if you were up by 100 he didn't say that but I mean that was
1: but I agree with that I, I wouldn't there's no way Ian Book is coming out of that game the guy's got 300 yards for the most part he's untouched he didn't take any huge hits that I recall he's run He do has you, he has three rushing TDs. He's throwing the ball all over the place. He's in the zone. He's feeling it. He does need reps. And to that point, do do we still need some vetting on Brandon Wimbush to make sure it's not just some magical thing about the defense being terrible? Yeah, we do. But guess what? You You got 15 games of sample size with Wimbush. You just don't have that with Book. To me, the question about Book is, was the throw to Boykin against LSU was that magic, or was that really what he's capable of? So we still need to find some stuff out about yeah. Ian Book. Well, now, I think
0: you're going to against Stanford. I, I totally Th- agree. That, that, I mean, this is all conjecture. I mean, that's an actual measuring stick. I oh think. yeah, oh yeah. Right? At this
1: point, yeah, they they came Although, back against a in the their top, you're top ten with with True. Stanford
0: too. But but they're they're they're, they're more consistent and w- and better coached and have more talent than yeah. Wake. I mean, there's there's they're probably better than anybody knowing Ames played this year. Sure, including sure. and
1: they're in a better spot right now. Yeah, for they, sure. they they were a little shaky, but they're playing. Playing better football, they're starting to peak now. But look, to your point about last year in the rushing, I think this is very important. I'm not ready to say Wimbush should never see the field again, however. Let's just say this team tended, let's just say for, for fun here that this team still had Quentin Nelson and Mike Bellinchi, okay, on the line. Then all of a sudden, you should revert right back to the exact running thing you did. And at that point, Wimbush does give you more than Book does because he was participating heavily in that run thing, whether it's you want to do the zone read thing or whatever. The fact that if you just say this is by design, not it, it, not as a Plan B. That's where Wimbush is running is electric, but it's also very scary. It's but, the Everett Golson but, but principle. that's I it's guess, what bothers me. I guess
0: where I was going earlier is 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 putting book in almost an admission of of uh, the line not being adequate enough to actually run the ball. I mean, yeah, is that, is that makes sense? like in other words, is, is this a, is this a recognition? Do you think by Kelly and Long of like, look, the line's not what it is last year. Now, I mean, it's hard to say that because Dexter was out. You know, I mean, I, and 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 Tony Jones Jr. had a really. They, I mean, they had a nice step forward against Vandy. Jafar Armstrong, I think, was explosive in this game. I'm sure Cousin JJ wouldn't call him trash after this this no, last I game here. I wouldn't think so. Um, but it's it's almost like all right, look. You know, we we were not going to be able to run it like this. Ain't thirty three trucking is gone. We sold the trucks. We're in, you know, whatever. We're 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 selling drones now. You yeah, know, I mean, right. it's like we're we're no longer in the LTL business. They got out. They 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 recognize, and I don't know if that's a knock on Jeff Quinn or if it's just a function of McGlinchey and Nelson leaving. Yeah. probably a little bit of both. I mean, how do you fill Harry Heistian shoes? And you said that
1: at the beginning. Sure, of the Sure, sure. But now, now I'll say this though: I don't want to let Wimbush entirely off the hook and say this is purely situational. This isn't like Notre Dame dramatically changed its offense and no, all no, of a sudden no. situationally and, and, and we look, need a new and guy. The, and
0: the, no, and the running g- game was was great. Um, as Ben from Slap the Sign was yapping back at me like I mean, we were having a, a nice little witty banter, and he's just like, "Well, maybe the running game is enabled by an adequate passing game." And I'm mean, like, "Yeah, no, I I think possible. I think doing that. I think passing will loosen things up to be able to run. You know, instead of running to set up the pass, you could pass to set up the yeah. run. I mean, I think those things are are equally possible. But again, my point was just, I think is it could that be in lieu of not having a, a line that's actually able to open lanes on the road?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I just, the thing that I can't get over is, and again, small sample size, I'll say it throughout this podcast because it's not entirely fair to say that, you know, flat out, case closed, Ian Book is a better quarterback. However, I will say this, the completion percentage is a huge, important stat. And when you have Wimbush playing as many games as he did last year and only pulling about a 50% completion percentage, and then the first time you really see Ian Book, here you go, kid, here's the here's the keys to the car, don't put a scratch on her, and he has a 74 percent, And yeah, even if the defense is trash, he's making throws that you just have to make on a pleasant the, the, Saturday afternoon, and Wimbush can be indicted for not yeah, even making the, those and throws. There, and there
0: were a couple of dimes he threw down on the sideline to a guy toeing the line or something like that. A yeah. guy with, wait for it one foot down on the sideline um, where I was like okay you know even if this even if you're playing against a high school team that's still a placement of a ball that's like that requires precision which I don't think Wimbush would have done exactly
1: that's a a fair that's fair and Wimbush can throw um, under duress in a very instinctive kind of way he has a cannon there's no doubt the kid has an arm but there's some of the routine stuff that you have to be able to do for possessions that's why third down is so terrible because you have to you have to be able to tell your receiver hey moron you ran six seven yards. It's third and nine. You need to run two two yards further. That sounds
0: like exactly how Kelly would say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you
1: doing? What are you the doing? What the fuck are you doing? But hey, moron, come here. Think about it. That's what I need from the quarterback is not just the fact that this guy's electric. He can run. Golson had that. I loved it. It's really exciting to watch, but what this team needs is third down conversion percentage. They need somebody that understands what's going on out there. Maybe Wimbush does, and maybe it just hasn't clicked in a great way. I don't know. I'm not, not him. You know what I mean? I think this whole thing is kind of on, on thin ice because of the, like it's not an intelligence thing. I'm just saying this is what I see. I see Ian Book directing traffic, putting guys where they need to be. And yes, this is a terrible team. And I love nothing more than to watch the Stanford game in its entirety with both of these guys able to play the entire game. If it's a miss if if it's a, a 50-50 thing and they both see the field, I don't think that's doing a good service to Notre Dame fans. At this point, I feel like Book is the better option, but I wish Notre Dame could play this game twice. I really, really do. Yeah, well, I wish One they could have played, I
0: wish they played the Wake game. I mean, that's the point Jude was making. Like, exactly. And why
1: not in the second? But, I, but not Wake, <coughs> but Stanford. No, I, I want to see I, that against Stanford. I, I'm with
0: you, but I think that would have at least given you an indication on what to do for Stanford. Although, at this point, it feels pretty clear that, you. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't start Book against Stanford.
1: Well, exactly. <laughs> and know. think about this. Let's say Ian Book makes a really boneheaded mistake interception but right she, off the bat. But that's the moment oh, exactly. Mean... He's not infallible. Well, that's the moment when it's like, what are, now? What do we do? Right? How committed are we to this? They're Is not he gonna the yank guy him right off the
0: bat? I almost wonder. Do you feel like <laughs> it's like if 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 we were? I don't know. What, I don't know a great analogy for this or or whatever. But I mean, if. If me and you both had a, a, an idea and we were like performing some experiment to see which one of our ideas was right, and it turned out that my idea was right. Okay. And the reason I'm saying this is because I'm more of a vindictive person than you are. Yeah. And I would go over the top to prove the point that, listen, I'm fucking right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I, have I do. A, you know exactly. You've lived with me for 40 years, I'm aware. However, however old you we've are. Been relate- I've been, we've I've been, been related for 30-plus years. For yeah. 30 plus so, years. So, but, you know, it's like if I know that I'm right, I'm going to keep pushing that button over and over and over to reinforce it and to beat it home, right? Sure. Do you feel like uh, Book staying in, in the whole second—I mean, as long as he did— was it like to to validate his decision to start book in other words okay now we're up by 30 against a bad team all right now we could play phil you could play wim you could do anything or maybe it is like what steve herring said like hey you just need reps but to me do you have any uh feeling at all cuz i kind of feel like this like kelly is just he's enough of an asshole like me that he would just continue to like well, no. I want every. I want to leave zero. Sh- it's like burning the village after mm-hmm. you've already killed all the men. You're like, all right. Well, might as well yeah. just burn all the houses and kill the women too. At this point, sure. It was it like? Do you feel like? hey Nelson I think he's already dead yeah, you, know, it was yeah. like, you know it was just like stop stop I think he's dead it, was there any sensation of that when you saw the starters playing as deep as they did in no, this game no not at all None None not
1: at all. all to me and here's here's what's happen- I mean I'm a, I'm a step on the throat guy don't get me wrong no 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 I
0: just wonder could, was there any value in, in Wimbush or Jerkovic getting any reps before when
1: they finally did I don't think so I think Kelly needed to see what Ian Book did in a complete game which was very important regardless of the level of competition it was very important to say if this guy is even on the table as a true option for me, I need to see him in a complete game because I've seen him go in at the goal line, which some of those decisions didn't even make a ton of sense to me. You'd let Brandon Wimbush go all the way down the field, they get on the two, and then you put Book in to throw a tight end fade to the back post. Like I'm like, okay, it doesn't really make sense. Those are obvious run situations that Wimbush should be able to handle without issue. I don't think it was a step on the throat thing. Here's what I think was happening. One, Kelly knows in the back of his mind, he's like, winning's all that matters. It's all that matters but he's probably looking at his three winning margins going yeah. well holy and, and, crap. and
0: i don't and i can't fault that because last week i was just like he's late to the party thinking he's 2012 alabama Absolutely. that's just going to play yeah. some defense and squeak by yep. by six points while yep. everybody else is scoring a million yeah so i applaud him for at least doing no that. listen
1: the streak is running but here. that that There's, doesn't
0: necessarily mean you're a good team when you run it no, up against no. wake
1: I, I completely agree with that but in that in that game there were two motivations one was look we're scoring points and everything's clicking don't upset the apple cart there's no reason to put Wimbush back in there's no reason for any of the games and you know but the other thing also was I just think that Kelly was just kind of enjoying what was out there and just saying hey we're winning because let's be honest this was this was more about throwing than rushing they did run a lot but this is what this this is what Kelly wants this is what he wants people and now all of a sudden he goes finally I got my passer oh by the way I can keep the rabble quiet because book can actually he's pretty Mobile guy. Yeah. He's not Tommy Reese, and people saying, Oh, he's a rich man. Dude, he is not Tommy. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, with mobility, I'm not saying Reese was terrible. He, he played a lot of games for Notre Dame, but that mobility aspect that Book has is really kind of an X factor. And I think Kelly was like, There's no reason to stop. You know, the kids in the back are our minivan analogy from last week. I go to the bathroom. We ain't stopping. Yeah, You know what I mean? Find a bottle. Yeah. We are not stopping because this thing is humming right now, and we got a destination, and we're going to get there and this needs to be neat, tidy, we're done, I made my decision, I'm sticking to it. I think the the bigger fear was not so much stepping on the throat and spiking the football. I think the bigger fear was people thinking, this guy's all over the place. He he says he's going to play book. Book's playing great. Now they put Wimbush back in. Yeah. you know Jerkovic. You know at that point it's garbage time, and it that's was. okay. That that makes yeah. sense to me, and I don't have a problem with that. But to me, I see. You, I, you, I I think that this think, was a good I mean, decision, a you, gutsy one, and I see no way they don't play him against Stanford. Yeah, no, no way.
0: I'm with you. Do you think this team could win?
1: Uh, is I don't it, know. Is this a, this, I don't know if they can a, win practice tomorrow. That, I don't know. I and I've I, never seen a four and O team where I felt so unsure about what they were capable of. I mean, of.
0: I think if you're if you suffer from. Just the blind euphoria that a lot of Notre Dame's fans do, which we did for a many, many, many years of our lives. And I think at this point we're probably now on the jaded, we'll, we'll probably default to the more pessimistic view, in part to be devil's advocate for the radio show, just to be a reality check for, for yeah, so many people out there. Yeah, I think we're kind
1: there. of in that prove-me-wrong stage. But also right?
0: because I think Kelly's shown plenty of times where he's had the ability to completely melt down and rip right. your heart he's out of He's in his chest. ninth
1: year. The onus is on him, not me. Yeah.
0: Come on. But that being said, I mean, I just – I don't even know if I can get yeah, – I'm with you. I, this show should be called something of I don't even know how good Notre Dame is because I don't yeah. know. But there's going to be so many people out there that saw, see they, – They're going to say, are you nuts? <laughs> they killed They Boy. put in Book. they 0 They scored 50 points. Ergo, they should win the, the – Sure, A, B, C, logic. They're, they're going to be in a, a playoff – they're a playoff caliber team with Book. And yeah. They – they could be. Maybe. They could, Maybe. they could be. Yeah. The defense looked pretty
1: damn solid. I agree. And, if, and the defense has been consistent, and I like that. And we were always very guilty of not talking enough defense. But let's be honest. This quarterback change was the biggest thing that was happening. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing as we move forward. Somebody was like, how come you guys never talk about the next game? Okay, let's talk about the next game. I don't know who Stanford is. Okay, yeah, you and I were at a party. <laughs> we're watching Stanford, Oregon, and I, I go, was, this I is... Was,
0: I was being awarded a barbecue trophy.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm watching that game, and it's 24 to 7, and I'm sitting there just just with the schadenfreude at first, and I'm like, this is fantastic. Stanford's yeah. losing. I'm looking at David Shaw's blown out. smug face. I yeah. love it. They're losing in Oregon. They're glorious green uniforms. And then all of a sudden, I, I, go, I go home from the party. I'm yeah. lying in bed. And I'm watching then, Stanford come then back. Then Oregon's
0: and... touchdown gets called back. And, then they and, fumble. And then Stanford runs it back. And then I have this like, weird... This...
1: Then I have this weird like spy versus spy yeah. thing happening in my heart, and I'm like, I want Stanford to win yeah, because they're going to go head-to-head with Notre Dame. Sure. I really want to know. And now all of a sudden I'm like, Stanford's the kind of team that can be so slow and, and plodding and boring that then they score 11. You Bryce
0: Love just dice people for Then a... they're,
1: get, they're getting 90-yard scooping scores, and they're popping off touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, no, this is better. This is better. This is what Notre Dame needs. Stanford's dialed in. I couldn't believe these two have not met undefeated. Did you see Since that? Since
0: 1925. Four, I think it was. That is insane
1: to me. I mean, yep. I didn't do the research. I just trusted it. But that's crazy. All the big games that have happened between yeah. these two teams. Yeah. I like the fact they're undefeated. Like, since
0: 80 years or 90 years. Yeah. that's a big so, deal.
1: And you and I talked about, hey, we got to see this part of the schedule before we really know. Well, Stanford looks the part. Vatek, ooh, you know. That it's was, not, that was a little iffy. Not so much. Not Shit. so much. But this Stanford game, I'm willing to say it's legit. I'm willing to say I'm not going to freak out if Wimbush gets on the field at some point. That's okay. But I see no reason that Book I leaves would, the field I would, without fre- catastrophe. I would
0: freak out if Wimbush saw the field because at this point the only way I see him getting time is if books thrown like three picks exactly out, you know so exactly. if that, so, it, so if Wimbush gets in it will it may not be a freakout because Wimbush is in but it will be a freak out because of the pretense and the circumstances exactly. of which he's now playing
1: yeah and that's my final point on it I see no reason that Ian Book comes out unless there there is a Golsonian level of catastrophe oh by the, oh by the way Dexter Williams is coming back oh by the way you know and that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast and nobody could be more excited for a player. Than the Notre Dame fans are yeah, right now. I don't production even know Williams. how much he hasn't he even played I mean, that yeah, much. I know that. Who knows? He's how, more of a legend at this point yeah, than yes. an actual production. But you know what? That's the kind of spark. He's going to be ready. I mean, the guy. He's going. He should be ready. He's going to
0: gonna be ready to run. But go out that there doesn't and do always something. mean you produce. What well, doesn't you make him Bryce love? Be, it just doesn't. You could. You could. Hey, Alize Mack appeared to always be ready on Instagram and TikTok and, yeah, and Twitter he's and He's doing all.
1: some nice things. He has some good catches. He's blocking is good. He's doing. He's doing more. But there's one. He's also getting. He's also got stuff there times, is one dude. categorical drop every game and that just really makes me nervous that if we go to him in that critical like you know Tyler Eifert gotta win the game mm. against Stanford was that Eifert in the back the rainy one no where they that, beat him? no it wasn't it Koyak, was, uh, that was Koyak that was
0: Koyak and I was at that game I was sitting in the end zone I, right by the stadium I was at section. that game too I was, too. Right I was there.
1: soaked to the bone but like I just don't know if you could throw that kind of pass to Alizé Mack at this point I mean, you can throw it. It's just, I know you you don't know if he's going to catch it or not. Well, Book could throw it. Wimbush couldn't throw it.
0: (sighs) Wimbush should already be in the end zone scrambling. Well,
1: hey, you're not wrong. Look, I I got nothing against Brandon Wimbush, but that to me, that's what you saw out there. It's not the end of the entire story. It's one game against a terrible opponent, but that's the first time Notre Dame played it. It's just one chapter in the book. (laughs) It's one chapter in the book. But Notre Dame, if you're not, you know, if you were paying attention, they played two opponents that they could have done that at home. They played two opponents Saturday afternoon, and they couldn't get any more than 24. Four points. Now I'm with you, you go on a road trip. OK, with yep. a new guy and all of a sudden he uh, does for a, 50, nooner. for a nooner and all of a sudden he drops 56. Right. Uh, be down. I'll have, the, I'll have the lunch special, please. That's right. Yeah. 56 points. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, what, I'm with what you, you going to do?
0: Good. They look good. I mean, I hate to be wrong about Wimbush, but uh, I don't even think it makes you wrong. Man, I'm just I saying just, book it's, is... it's, it's a different thing. And, sure. and, and, and I think you'll at least know the answer on book after the
1: Stanford game. I agree. I agree completely. It's fair enough to say he's played at home, the big game at night, undefeated, top 10. You know, and he's played games, right? He played the bowl game. Like this yeah, is not a brand yeah. new guy, right? We don't have yep. to wait that long. We certainly know what Brandon Wimbush is, and he's had his chances on a nice, comfortable yeah, yeah, Saturday yeah, afternoon. So again, I think the point is, if you see Wimbush out there, I only see that scenario That's being bad, ki- bad. Not because he's out or, there, but because or of what would it Book be did. some
0: poetic justice if 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 uh, Book starts getting him down to the red zone, down to the five yard line, and
1: then Wimbush comes in? As long as they're both <laughs> mentally prepared for that kind of thing, I don't have I don't have a problem with yeah. him being on the field. It's yeah. not a freak. Out thing, it's you just what well, does it really mean?
0: It's a, the real question is at what point does Kelly just figure out he can put two quarterbacks on the field at the same time?
1: Yeah, no, and hey th- man. Then throw
0: from uh, Wing T would throw from either uh, throw well, from let's, either wing. Let's
1: get weird. I mean, why not? Right at this point, it's like let's put him in the slot, and all of a sudden, if he starts dropping back and you oh throw a, you throw a yeah, backward yeah, pass to him, now things get really yeah, interesting. Right. And let's get weird, and maybe not against Stanford, but if that type of thing gets into the playbook, I don't got a yeah. yeah, no problem. Yeah, because at either. that point,
0: if the litmus test is a comparison to what a receiver from. A team Team, team yeah. A, B, or C would throw, then he probably looks great.
1: <laughs> Look, if you just want to go crazy flag football style, misdirection, you got two guys that can legitimately yeah. throw the ball and all that. I don't know if they're quite that creative on offense, but well, if that's in the trick bag for later in the season, again, I think there's a way to use Brandon Wimbush. He's a fantastic athlete. I just don't know if week in and week out throwing the ball around, if that's what Kelly wants to do. I just don't. We talked about it. Ke- I just don't know if that's a Kel- personnel. That's obviously what Kelly. It's wants what he to wants do, to do, especially without. So let's embrace especially it.
0: Especially without Nelson McGlinch. Josh Adams yep you I need a guy that can get.
1: catch and release quickly. well the
0: Stanford game is going to be fun it's going to be uh, I think this will be a real eye-opener for a lot of people um, I'm starting um, to I get just,
1: excited about the team I mean we've yeah, seen a lot yeah. they're, they're looking good yeah. like it's it's great no so. I mean it's
0: just you got to be cautious I mean you've been this team and this coach has hurt you before oh, I mean yeah, so dude. it's uh, it just I know there's a lot look I know there's a lot of diehard Notre Dame fans that are buy-in from day one and they're all in, and they're God, always like God that. Love I just, you. I, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you're dude, basically, dude. I got scars, you're, man. You're, it's you're, like, you, I mean, look, the bookstore is running at, at peak profitability, and 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 the stadiums are up, and the stadiums, Hoodie sales and, are, up. <laughs> you know, the stadium's full for Ball State, you know, by and large, I guess. I mean, sure. we, we all know the sellout streak is bullshit, but
1: well, uh, they dropped three thousand seats for the some ex- anonymous donors. Yeah, picked right. Up the last twenty five hundred seats. Thank Garth you. Garth Brooks can sell
0: it out. Yeah, exactly. Why can't the football team right. sell it and out? Come on! <laughs> All right, hey, we appreciate everybody listening, ND Fan Radio, foot Down. Very, uh, very excited to talk about the Stanford. We're on the precipice here. of a lot uh, of yeah. answers, and, and I feel uh, great uh, about that. Yep, yeah. and we'll see how it goes. Thank you.